It's the Dynamo Dynasty Show. Let's make this episode dynamite. What it do, Dynasty dudes? We are back for the week two review, week three preview. Um, I might sound a little more cheerier than I should as someone who is 0-2, but I've had a couple of drinks, did another pod, had a great great time. So I'm in a more cheery mood despite being 0-2 in a league that I'm a commissioner in. Does not feel great. But with that being said, let's just jump right into it for week two review. First, let's look at the lovers, Chris and Ollie. So on Chris's side, did not eclipse the 100-point mark. He had some solid performances by Stefan Diggs and Michael Pittman and a huge performance by Brian Robinson. But players like Brees Hall, who only had four carries, God knows why, um, ultimately hurt him. Same as Miles Sanders. Joe Burrow not looking great, too, is also slightly banged up, which meant that Big O got to, is now at 2-0 and o for Big O. Thanks to a solid performance from Derrick Henry, his wide receiver one, Christian Kirk. Um, you know, he got solid. He has a two tight end set, and it worked out for him. Uh, 11.7, Evan Ingram, 12.6, Travis Kelsey. And look at Ollie. No wide receivers, no problem. Currently sitting at 2 and 0. Next. We have Budman Boozers defeating Sovanella in a high, high scoring matchup, 131.16 to 120.22. Adam had great performances from Saquon Barkley. He had TJ Hawkson starting him off very, very strong. Mike Williams gave a solid performance. Josh Allen did great. But then he also had some crappy performance between Dalvin Cook and Brandon Ayuk. He could be in trouble with this week with Saquon Barkley out, but we'll look at that re- rather quickly uh, when we look into our previews. Uh, uh, Oscar falls short once again. Josh Jacobs, Neaji Harris, his running backs are killing him. Um, this is not the Josh Jacobs we know. Najee looks terrible. But he did have solid performance between Jalen Hurts, Mike Evans, who is looking great, Raheem Mostert. But his team failed him this time. It sucks because he had a very high-scoring week. Sucks for Oscar, but good looking forward um, for uh, weeks to come. Uh, But currently 0-2 for Oscar. We got the Purple Cobras, Andy, going down to Dirty Dan. You had Andy with 93.9, Dirty Dan with 139.2. Andy had some poor performance with Jamal Williams leaving early. Calvin Ridley not doing much. Fryer moved, putting up uh, a poop stat line. Marquise Brown did well. CeeDee Lamb did awesome. Um, And Herbert did well. But it wasn't enough because you had Tony Pollard, at nearly 20, a huge performance from uh, Keenan Allen at 31.1. Tyler Lockett looking great. Darren Waller doing well. But 
E, despite Dan winning, he got the worst loss them, of them all with Nick Chubb going down to a devastating knee injury. I'm feeling you, Dan. I have him in two re- redraft leagues that ruined my entire night. Um, and it's not going to be easy to replace the production of Nick Chubb, one of the most consistent fantasy performers of all time. This fucking sucks. Minka, you do not know how to tackle. That's not how you tackle. That is, That was an awful hit. But we're gonna we're gonna move forward. Uh, Obi Wan Mahomie moves to one and one. Same does Andy at one and one. Then we got the Dom taking down the McAfrican Americans. Dom one hundred thirty four point five four. Mike D one hundred two point forty four. I mean, come on, you, you, Mike D didn't even have a running back too. That's how how dire need of a running back he is uh, in need for um just he played one less player maybe he would have had a shot would have been a really wouldn't need a huge performance but he had good performances uh, down the line outside of his quarterback with trevor lawrence but everyone had double digits besides his quarterback and the big zero on the running back two spot uh dom Got a little bit of a lucky break, but he did score great. Let's not let's not take anything away from Dom. Great, great start with uh, DeAndre Swift. Cook did great. Tyreek Hill did what he does. Still low for Tyreek Hill standards, but still forty at a touchdown. Um, Hopkins not so not so great. Pitts awful. Uh, anything with that Atlanta offense is, uh, passing offense is not pretty half the time. Kyron Williams continues to be the darling of fantasy football um and cam Akers just got shipped out so he should be safe with that workload so dom going at one and one takes down mike d we have the 2023 draft class fantasy football brad taking down two of girls one cup uh in crushing fashion 124.54 to 72.26 the prince that was promised keeps on delivering 21.2 looking great looking awesome uh t higgins going off after the goose egg addison two for two in terms of touchdowns uh in his nfl regular season career he did lose richardson to a concussion but uh he should get him back in a couple of weeks that's why we have backup quarterbacks and who does he have none other than qb1 kirk cousins captain kirk while uh cult unfortunately put up a very bad performance damian hair damian pierce did jack shit same thing with aj brown zay jones with a big goose egg um wasn't a great great performance on Colt's side um which uh makes fancy football brad one that we did not expect to be two and zero with Colt falling to one and one. Finally, we got to look at Dirty Mike and the boys falling uh, to the special man Ian. Ian going off at one fifty one point six four, highest score of the week. Uh, Dirty Mike and the boys one hundred sixteen point six eight. Mike just could not do it. Yes, I'm t- referring to myself in third person, but. Had decent performances from Hunter Henry, Devontae Smith, Rashad White, Stevenson. Even Lamar Jackson did a little bit. But just nothing for Joshua Kelly, Nothing from Jahan Dotson. 
and most importantly, very, very mediocre from Jamar Chase. On the other end, I mean, come on. He had Debo Samuel go off. Devontae Adams do well. uh, Justin Jefferson, as always, with a great line. And then a crazy second half from Daniel Jones started off horrible against the Arizona Cardinals, but then just exploded in the second half with 31.74 points. I mean, uh, Ian just went off this week. This drops me down to 0-2 with Ian going to 1-1, only week two. Need to feel a little better. I at least broke 100 points. So uh, that's one positive, but not much after that. Um, Well, that was week two. But one thing we love that I love to do um, is grade the trade whenever a trade takes place. We had one this week, but I don't think it's really fair for me to grade a trade that I'm actually involved in. So I asked uh, Brad, none other, the guy who loves to hear his own voice, uh, go ahead and record something and grade the trade between myself and my brother, Adam. All right, so this is Brad filling in for Grade the Trade. So the trade that went down in the Dynamo Dynasty League was between the Belloc brothers. Uh, So Mike shipped out Joshua Kelly uh, to Adam, and in return he received a 2024 third and a 2025 fifth round pick. Uh, Looking at Establish the Run uh, Dynasty Trade Calculator, it's an even trade. Um, They don't assign value to the 2025 uh, fifth-round pick, Uh, so in their mind, it's kind of a throwaway pick. But uh, Joshua Kelly is ranked a little bit higher in terms of value than a third-round estimated pick from next year. So the fifth kind of sweetened the deal to make it a little bit more even. Same thing on keep trade cut dynasty trade calculator. Um, But what does it mean? So for Adam, he's getting Joshua Kelly. Uh, Joshua Kelly struggled a little bit against Tennessee's Rundy, but Tennessee's Rundy is good. They are a pass funnel, meaning teams can throw against them, but they do a good job stopping the run. Uh, And so Adam gets Joshua Kelly. We don't know how long Austin Eckler will be out. Uh, Eckler's dealing with an ankle injury. You might recall during the offseason, he wasn't happy with his contract. He wanted to get traded. Then he wound up showing up. So I don't think he's going to rush back from a high ankle sprain. Uh, Those typically will last two to three weeks, uh, but it could be longer. Um, You know, so look at Joshua Kelly as a decent flex option for Adam. Uh, In addition, you have to remember, Kellen Moore is the offensive coordinator for the L.A. Chargers. While the offensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys, he split work between Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott. And so now the question is, will he continue to do that like he did in week one where Joshua Kelly got decent production? Uh, And so that's the, uh, you know, that's the crux of it. You know, Adam, for me, this sends a message from Adam saying he's in win now mode, giving up the third round pick for next year. Um, for Mike, uh, you know, his was a little bit more strategic one. He gets his third round pick back that he had traded away to move up in the Jamar chase trade. Uh, and then, uh, he also, um, you know, removed some of his good players from his depth so he can pull up 
Puka uh, from his taxi squad. So overall, good, fair trade. I think it both Bellocks benefit uh, in different ways. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see what Joshua Kelly does rest of the season uh, for Adam. There you have it. First trade of this regular season done. Grade the trade. That is going to be something every time a great a trade takes place. This is Dynasty. Trades are huge um, in Dynasty. And we have some big names on the trading blocks. Keep an uh, eye out for that. So with that, let's look at the present. At the number uh, first matchup that we're going to look at, we're going to look at Dirty Mike and the Boys against Shady Nasties. Um, you know I love you, Chris. I always love facing you. you you've, you've taken me down in some good matchups, and we meet each other again this time in a dynasty format. Um, at quarterback, we have Lamar Jackson against Indianapolis. You would think with an easy matchup, he would do very, very well. Uh, with Houston, he didn't do that. So Indy is up in the air. You don't know how it's going to go. Uh, with Joe Burrow on the other side, he has a calf strain, or he re-injured his calf strain. Uh, and he's on Monday night. So uh, Chris has a, a decision to make. You can risk it, risk it for the biscuit uh, against the Rams on Monday night, uh, or make the decision if he's not ruled out by then to put in uh, Baker Mayfield. I don't know if you noticed, but I tried to do what you did to me a couple of years ago. I believe it was last year in blocking me from a quarterback, even though we weren't even playing each other. Uh, I'm not better at all. But he does have Baker Mayfield also on Monday night. So actually, he set up pretty nicely um, in terms of having that backup if Joe Burrow cannot go. Uh, because of the calf strain, um, I'm going to give Lamar the advantage here in the quarterback. Um, at running back, we have Ramondre Stevenson against the New York Jets. Uh, Rashad White against Philadelphia. Shad White got the usage that I've been wanting, and I want that to continue um, and be continue to produce. Stevenson got that tutty last week. Still didn't help me get a victory, but it doesn't matter. I like to see positive, positive numbers like that. Um, on the other side, you got two guys who are a little banged up. Brees Hall still recovering. Got four carries, which makes zero sense going up a tough New England defense. But they did completely get slashed by Raheem Mostert. So Brees Hall can easily have a field day with New England. Um, just they got to give him more carries. The dude's explosive for a reason. Then you have Miles Sanders, who does have a pec injury. We do not know how serious it is, how, what his availability is. So that's going to be a huge question there. Um so, but no fear. He does have some backups if Miles Sanders cannot go. He does have Chuba. That is a good matchup. So he should be good, at least if Miles Sanders is a no-go. Um, I'm going to give the running backs uh, advantage to myself as well, just because of the injury question mark, um, and just mainly because you got two healthier ones on one side. At the wide receiver position, you have Jamar Chase, who has been poo-poo. Um, he was not worth the second-round pick so far, especially with the draft capital um, and trade capital that was given. Uh, it has been a disappointment, especially knowing that Bajan Robinson was literally drafted right behind him. 
um, and that hurts. Uh, Devontae Smith looking good, though, looking like he deserved the number two uh, uh, fantasy draft spot more than Jamar Chase. I mean, come on, Jamar, you're killing me. On the other side, you have Stefan Diggs, who put up a, uh, you know, a decent stat line. Not as good as week one, but still, still good going against Washington. Um, then you have Michael Pittman. If Anthony Richardson cannot go, you have to expect Gardner Minshew to give more of an uptick to Pittman because he's actually going to pass rather than run first. Um, and Baltimore should score, which Indy means needs to stay catching up. So if Richardson can't go, I think it's only a positive for Michael Pittman. I'm going to give the advantage to Chris on this one with Diggs and Pittman. Uh, thanks a lot, Jamar Chase. You're killing me. Um, at tight end, you have Hunter Henry, who I believe is currently the number two uh, tight end in fantasy football, but going against the Jets. Uh, looks like there could be some rain. Uh, anytime you have a, a Patriots uh, offensive player, you can't feel good about it. Uh, but so far, he has delivered. Then you have George Kill against the Giants on Thursday night. If Ayuk cannot go, it only means good things for George Kittle. Um, the Giants let Ertz do some damage against them, against them. So things are looking nice for George Kittle. I'm going to give the advantage again to Chris with uh, George Kittle. This could be one of those boom games for him that he typically has. At Flex, we have officially the release of Puka uh, sitting on my taxi squad. I was trying to hold it. Um, you know, I didn't want to drop too much. But you know what? You can't ignore talent. You can't ignore production. And Puka had to be called up. I need a win if I want to not go into tank mode. Puka Chew is being released. Um uh, against the fantasy foes. So let's see what happens. Let's see if he continue the crazy amount of receptions in his first two weeks in uh, the league. Currently the most in NFL history for a rookie. Then you have Nico Collins, the surprising top 10 wide receiver for Houston going against Jacksonville, which you would think would be high scoring uh, because uh, not maybe not high scoring, but Houston will have to throw to keep up with Jacksonville. You would hope that goes continues to go to Nico back to back ten target games. Um, on the other side, you have Mike Thomas, who looks like he is back. Uh, great, great catch um, on uh, near the sideline last game against Carolina, uh, catching it and landing straight on his booty. That he the dude has some junk in his trunk. Uh, did not. Uh, have that ball juggle whatsoever, held on tight, and that was a great catch. He looks back. Um, then you have Brian Robinson, who exploded, like I said, against Denver. Um, I mean, he looks like he's a full workload. They're not really giving Antonio Gibson much. You got to like what you see out of Brian Robinson, uh, without a doubt. Um, this, because of how good Brian Robinson is, uh, you know what? I'm going to go with the hype. I'm going to go with the hot hand with Puka and Nico at flex. Uh, advantage goes to me. Um, 
And I'm going to at least do one more week of the classic Herb Street withhold. If I keep on losing, maybe I'll start picking. Maybe I'll start doing some reverse jinx. And I don't know. I haven't hit that hit that point yet uh, for this league. But uh, could should be a great matchup, uh, Chris. As always, uh, I love you, man. Then we have Dom versus Colt at quarterback. Justin Fields, dude. What happened to you, man? He, you totally like forgot how to play the quarterback position, um, or at least how you used to play it, which was use your legs, man. Screw what the 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 damn uh, OC wants. Just run, man. Just run. That's where you you kill it. You're facing Kansas City. You think they're gonna put up points, especially against that Chicago defense. So Fields needs to start playing his game using his advantage, and that is his legs. Going against Tua against Denver, which Sam Howell threw against them at will. Um, you got to like what you see um, in terms of the matchup for Tua. Uh, I, I like – you got to like what Tua is. He's, he's currently on pace, leading the NFL with yards, along with Kirk Cousins looking the, looking the best. Currently an MVP candidate. You gotta go advantage too until Justin Fields get his gets his act together. Um at uh, so advantage goes the Colt. Uh running back position. DeAndre Swift, who looked great, but Kenny Gainwell should be back, or at least he should be practicing again. So question is how much does that workload go back to Kenny Gainwell, who was getting the majority at the start? of the season. Um, so big question mark there. And you have James Cook though. He does have a stranglehold on that running back one position. No doubt about it. Um, doesn't even score a touchdown, I believe. And he's still uh, a RB one or close to it. You gotta love that for Dom on the other side, Damian Pierce, uh, not looking great. Not going to lie. Not looking great. Um, that could be just the offense, just because they're going to be in a negative game script always. But if he's not going to start getting targets and he's going to throw to Tank Dell, Robert Woods, and Nico Collins, Damian Pierce's value is going to plummet. Gus Edwards, though, with Justin Hill most likely not to play, is in a smash spot against Indianapolis. Um, you don't expect Indianapolis to keep up with Baltimore, which means run down that clock, run out the game, and that's where Gus Edwards thrives. Um, so that is a smash spot for Gus Edwards. At wide receiver, uh, advantage goes to Dom, though, because of his two running backs. Damian Pierce does not really um, help that matchup between the two. At wide receiver, you have Tyreek Hill against Denver. already mentioned it um, about Tua, how... Denver got thrown on, so not not much more you got to talk about Tyreek. The good thing is, is you know anything that to you know the only good thing for Colt is anything that goes to Tyreek going to be a little bit um, canceled out by Tua, who's going to be throwing him the ball as long as he's healthy. DeAndre Hopkins though uh, did not have a great week last week, was very questionable throughout the week, doesn't have a, a injury designation this week though, uh, but. You know, you got to wonder how much he has in the gas. Also, you have Ryan Tannehill throwing the ball, which does not look great. Um, 
A.J. Brown on the other side uh, have a little bit of a gripe not getting the ball, not too happy, uh, not being involved, made his uh, voice heard. Squeaky Wheel could get the grease on this one, uh, meaning a huge day for A.J. Brown. Zay Jones got the goose egg last week. I believe he left because of an injury. Question is, will he be able to play? If not, you got to look at the depth. Um, you got to hope Christian Watson is back. Uh, you know, right now, Colt is looking at two players, and that's a that's Aaron Jones and Austin Eckler to see if they come back. If not, this matchup, or if so, this matchup looks completely different. Um, so advantage because of Zay Jones right now is going to go to Dom at tight end. Again, another gross matchup in tight ends. I think it's just going to be common with Dom and that's Kyle Pitts going against Cole Komet. Um, that's just gross. Uh, I'm just going to refuse. I'm going to say push because both are in bad offenses. Both do not really throw very well. Um, Sorry, push. I'm not going to review that anymore. On the flex side, you have Kyron Williams, who is the darling of fantasy football right now, carrying back running back two in fantasy, going against Cincinnati. As long as he continues to get those targets, he got six receptions last game. That's money, especially in a PPR league. Uh, it's looking good. I do not think he's going to keep up with the pace, though, of two touchdowns a game. That's going to have to slow down. But as long as he gets those PPR points, uh, he's going to be a good play. Garrett Wilson, however, going against New England, going to rely on Zach Wilson throwing him the ball. And outside of a 60-something yard touchdown, uh, his fancy day was not great. Uh, going against New England, who always takes out the best weapon. So that's either going to be Brees Hall or Garrett Wilson. So not a great spot there for you, Dom. On the other side, Traylon Burks, who had a huge bomb touchdown who had the majority of his uh, receiving yards uh, last week. And then Sky Moore, who also had a good game, but also from a big chunk play. Um, advantage goes to Dom. Um, X factor in this one is going to be A.J. Brown. Like I said, squeaky wheel gets the grease. He is going against Tyreek Hill on the other side. Uh, Colt's going to need a huge game from A.J. Brown to have a chance here. Or... Austin Eckler and Aaron Jones to get healthy because he needs it desperately. Um, with that being said, my pick will be Dom. Uh, I did not pick an X factor for my mind, but it is going to be Jamar Chase. I keep forgetting to do that. Um, Jamar Chase is my X factor. He's He was the uh, second pick of the dynasty draft, not performing like, like it, and Burrow can't go. I don't know how he's going to do with a Jake Browning who has never thrown an NFL pass. Our third matchup is Brad, the fantasy football Brad against McCaffrey Americans, Mike D. So in our quarterback review, you have, uh, you have Kirk cousin, captain Kirk, currently the QB one. Uh, going against the Chargers should be a huge high-scoring affair. Uh, if not, it's further proof that the NFL is rigged and that Vegas called and said, 
listen to many people pet the over. So you got to expect him to do some work here against the Chargers. Uh, going against Trevor Lawrence against Houston, which is a good, good matchup. Um, Trevor Lawrence um, did not have a great week against Kansas City. Again, was supposed to be the highest over under and was god awful. Proof it is rigged. Uh, you can't convince me otherwise. Uh, Kirk Cousin will take the advantage here, Captain Kirk, without a doubt. Uh, sorry, Mike D. I just you can't deny after that performance against Philly, um, Kirk is on a mission. He wants that second. He wants another contract. At running back, you got Bijan Robinson against Detroit. Prince that was promised is delivering as mentioned. So as long as he's still going to be involved in the passing game, rushing game, I believe he had over 70 yards before half last game. Again, and this time it's against Detroit. Going to be inside on turf, moving fast. You got to like what you see there. Um, and then he also has Alexander Madison, who just got a new teammate in Cam Akers, uh, just traded today. Maybe that puts some heat on Madison, who looked awful um, against Philly la- uh, on Thursday last week. Um, maybe, But maybe Cam Akers coming in will light a fire for Madison, making sure he doesn't lose too many touches. Uh, in that offense. On the other side, you have Christian McCaffrey, the king of fantasy football against the Giants in a smash spot. Uh, not much more to say here. He is the king of running backs. Uh, no doubt about it. He can typically win you a week by himself, but it doesn't help when you do not have a running back too. Who's it going to be? You got Kareem Hunt, who was just signed by the Browns again. And you have Cam Akers, who was just traded to the Vikings. Both are not expected to be very, very much of an impact in their first week. Um, so right now, a currently empty spot for Mike D. Uh, obviously, advantage goes to Brad. Um, <clears throat> at wide receiver, Zay Flowers still work doing work. Now he gets Indy. Um, Got to look good for him. Uh in this matchup, like I said, unless the running game is just used the entire time to have Indy basically, um, you know, have Baltimore run run away with it with Indy. Zay Flowers should have a good matchup, especially with Odell Beckham unlikely to play or at least a questionable, maybe limited. Um, Zay Flowers will be the wide receiver one, but he won't be the number one target. That will always be Mark Andrews. Um, Jordan Addison right now going two for two for touchdowns for his first two regular season week, uh, football games going against the Chargers. You got three Minnesota Vikings playing in this game. He is hoping for a huge Vikings day, um, Mr. Brad. Um, like I said, high over under. You got to hope. Um, that stays true. Otherwise, not looking good for you, Brad. But I expect it to. Um, on the other side, you have Jalen Waddle, who is banged up. Questionable. Not sure if he'll play. Going against Denver. Mentioned it before, Tua should carve up Denver. Um, 
but if Waddle can't play, then you're kind of screwed there. Um, Mike, your other option is Drake London, who went six for 67 in a tutty, but the week before that was a goose egg. What are you going to get this time? God knows. Uh, you never know with Atlanta passing game. You just you just don't. So, um, but I mean, he's he's the number one for an offense. You got to expect him to get some type of target. You got to expect him to throw against Detroit. Detroit should be scoring points. With this one, I'm going to go because I'm going to assume that Waddle plays. Um, I don't know for sure. Um, at this point, uh, he is in the concussion protocol. He didn't participate as of Wednesday because of the concussion. Never mind. I'm going to go with uh, Mr. Brad as the advantage on the wide receivers. Um, at this moment, I don't. You know, I just don't see it uh, because I don't like J- uh, Drake London as well. It, but it's by the slightest. Um, put it this way: Jalen Waddle plays. Advantage goes to. Um, advantage definitely goes to Mike. Otherwise, it's going to go to Brad. At tight end, you have Laporta, where Sun God is limited or most likely will be limited going against Atlanta. Uh, Laporta should get an uptick if Sun God is limited in any way. Zach Ertz on the other side, going against Dallas, tough defense, but the dude is getting targeted like crazy. I hate to say it. He has become a fantasy football asset. It is gross. I want to puke in my mouth. Uh, God, why is Zach Ertz still relevant? Um, but he is here because of the targets. I'm going to go Zach Ertz. I'm going to go tight end advantage for Mike Dickinson. Uh, that was very sickening to say. At the flex position, you have T. Higgins, um, who went from goose egg to going monster performance going against the Rams on Monday night, but could have Jake Browning throwing the ball or eliminated Joe Burrow and DK Metcalf, who's currently banged up. On the other side, you have DJ Moore, who had a solid day, uh, but two of those catches accounted for 60 yards uh, going against Kansas City. So unless Justin Fields starts throwing um, a little more, uh, just out, you know, actually throwing him the ball more, um, you know, it's very questionable. And they have Cortland Sutton, who didn't have the greatest week last week. Um, but, you know, he went for five for 66. It was okay. But, you know, you're going to need more than that. I'm going to give the flex advantage to Brad. With that being said, I see Brad going 3-0 and and Mike D falling 0-3. to Um don't worry, Mike. I'm, I'm, I'm with you, man. I'm with you in the winless. Now we have another winless team with Oscar. Oh, X factor for Brad and Mike D will be Mike D's running back too. You need one uh, if you want to win this matchup or have a chance. And so whoever he puts in there needs to perform at least something. Um. Oscar first Dan um, Oscar currently Owen two with me and Mike D um, doesn't feel great, but you know what? We'll get it. We'll get a victory. Don't worry. At some point uh, we got to play each other at some point, right? So someone's getting a victory. 
Uh, you have Jalen Hurts going against Tampa Bay. Um, you know, Tampa Bay had a good, good uh, week with uh, going against Justin Fields, who threw a pick six at the end of the game. Uh, not pretty. Uh, should be have a tougher matchup with Jalen Hurts. But on the other side, you have Patrick Mahomes. So this is a great quarterback matchup. Uh, I don't know if Hurts is going to uh, vulture uh, two uh, goal line rushing touchdowns again. Patrick Mahomes is facing Chicago, who got carved up by Baker Mayfield. So I'm going to go advantage Mahomes just the slightest. Uh, but it's very close, you know, very, very slim, slim margin on the advantage there. Um, then at running back uh, with Oscar, you got Josh Jacobs and Najee Harris. Josh Jacobs not looking himself, not the number one running back he was like last year. Najee Harris even looking worse. Jalen Warren looking 10 times better. Um, Jacobs is facing Pitt. They're facing one another. Jacobs is facing Pitt. Harris is facing Vegas. Um, it, here, uh, it's, it does not look great uh, because they're just not performing. They need to start heating up. Najee just looks slow. Um, I would be a little worried on that one with Oscar. On the other side, you have James Conner and Tony Pollard. Different stories. But Conner is facing a tough defense in Dallas. Pollard's facing Arizona. Again, two running backs facing one another. Um, Pollard, great matchup. Connor, poor matchup. But Connor is the only one in that backfield who actually does anything. Um, as long as he gets targets, which he needs to start getting um, in Dallas, against Dallas, uh, he should have a good game. Uh, advantage is going to go to Dan on this one on the running back at wide receiver Mike Evans who is going off currently the number two running back in fantasy football going against depleted Philadelphia secondary he's in a good spot there as long as Baker has time to throw um, he is a good long bomb chucker and Mike Evans catches those with ease Juju Smith-Schuster, on the other hand, not so great. Um, I'm not a fan of the Patriots wide receiver room. Juju Smith-Schuster is a part of that room. Um, so you got good on one side, bad on the other. Only went 5 for 28 last week uh, in, in that matchup. and He's supposed to be the number one on that team. Uh, on the other side, you have uh, Chris Alave, who saved Derek Carr's day with like a huge 40-yard um, catch and was very, very close to a touchdown. Uh, and then you have Keenan Allen, who went off in a high over-under game uh, coming up now with Minnesota. Advantage easy goes to Dan. At the tight end position, you have Goddard going against Tampa Bay, and Waller against San Francisco. San Francisco was a tough matchup. Goddard, um, he saved his day with just a bunch of reception six, but only for 22 yards. He needs to start getting some more yardage on there. While Waller, much better day, nearly uh, 80-something yards, I believe, on seven catches. 
but San Francisco is a tough matchup. But if Barkley's out, which he is, um, you got to imagine that Daniel Jones should be targeting Waller early and often. Um, if not, uh, Dayball is not coaching that team right. At at uh, Flex, you have Raheem Mostert, who had a great day against New England, going against Denver. Isaiah Pacheco against Chicago, which you think they're going to be running because you don't think Chicago's going to keep up. Josh Reynolds with on the other side going uh, against Atlanta. And if Amara St. Brown is limited, Josh Reynolds, who's coming off a big game, should get work. Tyler Lockett also coming off a big game. DK Metcalf could be limited, maybe not play, going against Carolina. Um, I'm going to give flex. uh, I'm going to give the Waller, the tight end advantage to Dirty Dan. I'm going to give the flex advantage to Oscar. With that being said, you can imagine my pick is going to be Dan. X factor has to be Najee Harris. Hasn't looked great. He needs to perform. Otherwise, Jalen Warren will be the running back one for the Steelers. With the next matchup, you have the Budman Boozers, Adam, at 2-0, facing the Purple Cobras, uh, Andy. So, at the start, you got two great quarterbacks, Josh Allen going against Washington, against Justin Herbert going against Minnesota. I believe I've talked enough about the Charger-Minnesota game. I'm not going to do it anymore. High-scoring game projected. End of story. Uh, Josh Allen, though, looked great. Uh, Definitely made up for that horrible week one performance against the Jets, against Washington, who let Russell Wilson, I think, have like a top five uh, fancy day, even though it had one with a Hail Mary. I'm going to go with, because of the matchups, um, I'm going to go a push here uh, just because I can expect Herbert to have to throw to keep up with Minnesota, Minnesota and vice versa. Uh, so push here. Good quarterback matchup here. At running back, you currently have Saquon Barkley in the lineup, which we know already that he is out. So we can expect Adam to put one of his uh, now running back depth, thanks to a trade, either Roshan Johnson, Dalvin Cook, Matt Burita or Damian Harris um, in the lineup. Don't know who he's picking, so I don't know who to review. Uh, Joshua Kelly, on the other hand, Eckler did not practice again. Uh, Chargers, Minnesota. I'm not talking about the game anymore. Damn it. Um, but in a very good spot there, they can get run on. We saw what Swift did that did to them last week in Minnesota. Joshua Kelly could be in for a full workload if Eckler is out on the other side montgomery is not expected to play so jameer gibbs may get more work you would hope so with uh being a high draft capital player that he is otherwise craig reynolds is going to get the work but if almirah st brown is limited again more passing opportunity for a weapon like jameer gibbs on the other side on the other uh end you have justice hill who is also not practicing with turf toe. It's in Indianapolis. They might not rush them. ESPN already changed projections of Justice Hill to zero, so they don't expect him to play. So if he cannot play, you have to put in, oh, God, um, (laughs) Clyde Edwards-Hilaire because Jamal Williams is not expected to play or 
uh, I think Chris Brown is is that who that Chase Brown? My bad. The rookie um, for Cincinnati. Um, that is not a good spot to be in, Andy. Not at all. Um, so if Justice Hill plays, um, it's going to be a huge, huge uh, get for Andy. Otherwise, you know, I'm going to go with so much uncertainty on this side. Assuming Hill cannot play, I will go with Adam. Adam needs to make sure he put he changes Barkley out of his lineup before Thursday night football. Otherwise, he's a poor fantasy manager, and you do not um, deserve to be related to me. Uh, even though I'm 0-2 in this league, you know I'm better than that. But still, um, do better. Um, uh, or make sure you don't mess up with that, that maneuver of getting Barkley out of your lineup. At wide receiver, um, you know, I don't know. I think I gave the I gave the advantage to Adam as long as Barkley's taken out out of the the lineup. Otherwise, it's a push. Uh, it's it's gross on both sides. Both are in dire need of running backs. But Adam did trade for some depth. Not the greatest, but still, at this point, you just need a body. Um, that's how bad this season has gone with running back injuries. At the wide receiver position. Another banged up player in Amaran St. Brown. I mentioned it. Turf Doe. Um, it could limit him. It could take him out of the game. Very questionable. We don't know. Uh, and then you have McLaurin, who had a great game against Denver, uh, thanks to one, an awesome throw by Howell in the end zone to McLaurin. A great catch. I think he was double covered. That was an amazing catch. He's going to go against Tredavious White, though, now. So. Um, not the greatest matchup there. CeeDee Lamb on the other side against Arizona, as long as Dallas decides to throw or continue to throw, uh, even though they're not going to need it, uh, CeeDee Lamb went off. They didn't need it against the Jets, but they still throw to CD. They still threw, uh, threw to CeeDee. So um, good spot there for CeeDee Lamb. Calvin Ridley uh, didn't have the greatest um, showing last week with only two catches for 32 yards. Um, but he's going against Houston. Poor poor defense. Could could be a makeup game uh, for Calvin Ridley. Advantage goes to Andy on this one. At tight end, uh, TJ Hawkinson against the Chargers. Uh, I'm not going to talk about that game anymore. Two tutties last week. Uh, great, great, great performance. Friar Muth, on the other hand, Went, I believe, like one for one for two yards. Um, not good, not good there, Bob. Uh, easy advantage goes to T.J. Hawkinson on the tight end position for Adam. At the flex position, we have Mike Williams against Minnesota again in that that matchup. Went eight for eighty-three last week, and then Brandon Ayuk who was slightly banged up, may not play on Thursday. Uh, only went 3 for 43 but Purdy missed him, I believe, on one. Not one, but two throws that could have been a touchdown. So he could have had a huge game. Um, however, he is questionable, and we're not sure if they're going to play. They may not even need him against the Giants. If not, Adam doesn't have the greatest depth to put in. Um, on the other side, you have... Uh, Hollywood Brown against Dallas. You have to assume they're going to have to throw. Um, he had 10 targets, 
six receptions for 54 yards and a touchdown last week. Um, you got to imagine our throw. They're going to have to probably get some garbage time points. Elijah Moore, um, there was some questions if uh, good old Mari Cooper was going to play, but uh, he did, and I think it took away from Elijah Moore or just, just could because uh, Sean Watson is a horrible quarterback. Had nine targets, but that resulted in three catches for 36 yards. Uh, Deshaun, you suck. Um, you lost my other matchup, but I'm not going to del- uh, in my other league. But I'm not going to delve on that any longer. Um, I missed you, Nick Chubb. Um, but if uh, you know, you know, he's in the lineup right now, going against Tennessee, who is an awful pass defense. So could be a redemption game here because of Ayuk's questionable status. Uh, a lot of questions on here. I'm going to give it to Adam at this point, but if I obviously if I can't play, advantage definitely goes to the other side with Andy. With that being said, my X factor here is going to be Almaraz St. Brown. Uh, toe turf is uh, uh, turf toe, I mean. It, is that going to affect him against Atlanta? Is he going to play? Huge question marks there. He needs to be in the lineup for Adam if he plays. Um, and he needs to perform. He's going against a very formidable uh, opponent with uh, Andy having C.D. Lamb. Um, so my pick, though, will be Andy at this point. Um, but this is truly a toss-up uh, just because there's so question marks on both sides of this matchup. But, um, you know, this one's very tight. I, I, I'm not sure uh, exactly. Tight like a toga. But um, not not too sure on that one. Next, we have the last matchup of the week. We have Big Dynamo 2-0 going against uh, Ian, the special man, who went off last week for the highest points of the week. I know that personally. At, at the quarterback position, you have Deshaun Watson, who I just mentioned how awful of a quarterback he is. But he doesn't have a running game anymore, or at least Jerome Ford it. Um, is now the running back instead of Nick Chubb. And Tennessee can stop the run, which means he's going to have to throw against a very weak Tennessee pass defense. While you have Daniel Jones, who had an awesome second half against the Arizona Cardinals, but looked like poo-poo in the first half. And I don't think he's going to have that opportunity to make up for it if he plays poorly because he's going against San Francisco. Um, advantage easy goes to Deshaun Watson just because of the matchup. You don't like to see uh, at San Francisco in your players' matchup. Then you're going to have on the running back position, of course, Joe Mixon for Ollie against the Rams, against Aaron Donald on the Rams, but he's still getting enough uh, work um, with uh, he had four reception for 36 yards and 59 yards on the ground. He's got double digits in two back-to-back weeks. Um, and like I said, at this point, you need a body. So if they're producing double-digit double points, you got to like that. Uh, Derrick Henry has a little bit of a toe injury as well going against Cleveland. Um, against Kenny Walker, of course, who got a lot of goal line touchdowns. And this time he gets Carolina. Um, and Javante Williams against Miami. 
You want, you would hope that he starts getting some targets. Only three targets last week. Uh, he's gonna. They're gonna have to throw to keep up. Javante. That's where he makes his money. Is in that passing game. Um, I'm gonna go with advantage with the guy who owns all the running backs, Ali, on this one. Uh, at the wide receiver position, um, huge, huge difference here, and that's gonna be Christian Kirk, who. Um, had a great game last week, but they're not going to have to throw to keep up with Houston. So how many three three wide receiver sets are going to be needed? But if Zay Jones cannot go, I don't know if Christian Kirk, if that means he gets out of the slot and starts becoming the wide receiver too. Um, big question mark there. And then you got Shahid. Um, when in doubt, just throw it up to Shahid. Um, he went for four for 63 last week. Um, one thanks to a long bomb, um, I believe. Uh, so he is there to basically get car car out of a hole uh, when he's in a slump. Um, so you need to feed the Shahid. He's just electric with the ball going against Green Bay, uh, who let Drake London go for six, six for 67 against them and a touchdown. While on the other side, you have Justin Jefferson and Devontae Adams. Not really much to talk about here. JJ is awesome. Again, in a great matchup. Devontae Adams, also awesome. Um, uh, now, Devontae went uh, pretty good last week. Eight, uh, six for 84 and a touchdown. So, um, you got to imagine against Pitt, they're going to need... Uh, they're just going to have to throw. I'm sure they're not going to be allowed to run very much um, with Josh Jacobs, who hasn't been performing very well. Advantage easily goes to Ian, the special man. At tight end, um, he currently has Evan Ingram in there um, with, uh, against Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews is going to be the advantage, but his true tight end is Kelsey, but we'll go off this. He uh, Andrews went five for forty-five. He's the number one in that offense, five for forty-five, and a touchdown, going against uh, Indianapolis. Evan Ingram uh, went six for fifty-seven. Decent stat line, especially for a tight end. But it's Mark Andrews. Easily advantage goes to Ian Flex. You have Travis Kelsey against Chicago. Uh, similar to Andrews, he is the number one in that offense. There's no doubt about it. He's dating Taylor Swift. He's on a roll right now. He need, you know, he didn't uh, do too well. Uh, he didn't play week one. Week two, he had nine targets, four for 26, but he got a touchdown. Um, and he was supposed to be limited. So uh, dating, dating Taylor Swift and just going off against Chicago seems right up his alley. Uh, Travis Etienne going against Houston. Uh, you imagine Jacksonville should run away with this one. Etienne should get plenty of work um, as long as the cramps doesn't hurt him too much. I doubt doubt not take some, you know, whatever Imodium, whatever uh, people you know people take for cramps. Uh, I have no clue, honestly. Um, but Etienne against Houston. Good matchup right there. Debo Samuel on the other end against the Giants. Um, 
uh, he played very well, especially with Ayuk being uh, somewhat limited. Uh, you got to expect Samuel to have a good good week this week. And Chris Godwin against Philadelphia in a depleted secondary. Uh, he went five for fifty eight last week. Uh, he's he's put up a similar stat line the week before five for fifty. He gets a touchdown. We have a different story here. Um, but with that being said, uh, this is a very tough flex matchup. Uh, I'm going to give the slight advantage just because I believe there's more guarantee with Kelsey and ETN on the left side to Ollie. The X factor here is going to be Kelsey. He is drafted typically to be the ultimate advantage in the tight end position. Um, in this case, Ollie's going with the rare tight two tight end set, um, but it's PPR. Uh, so can't blame him. Plus his depth isn't the greatest. So with this matchup, I'm going to go. Ooh, this is tough. Um, I think with the pure advantage at the wide receiver position, I am going to go with the special man, Ian. Uh, very, very, it's going to be a close matchup without a doubt. Um, and, you know, Daniel Jones might actually be the true X factor here going against that tough San Francisco uh, defense. But, I mean, it's going to be tight. This is going to be very, very hard to predict. Two good matchups between Adam versus Andy and Ollie versus Ian. Uh, no telling who's going to do it. But, you know, uh, it looks like it's going to be an exciting week. I do really hope we do not get another, another devastating injury. Uh, especially to a key player um, in fantasy football. But overall, no devastating injuries, especially from from, uh, cheap shots. Um, But good luck, everybody. Let's get those trades going, man. This is Dynasty. God, I can't be the only one trading, all right? So get those trades out there. Remember, you have draft picks. You can trade fab. There's a very different things you can do to get a deal done. And we all know everyone needs running backs at this point. So, all right. So, everybody, have a good uh, good luck. Football tomorrow night. Uh, and good night, everybody.